The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, great to have your company. Uh, Paul's uh, got on the temper of bedshed text line 0487 736 This is directed at me, Hags. Uh, mm. Peter is SEN broadcasting the two soccer games next weekend here at the stadium. Yes, we are, and I'll be anchoring that coverage. So I'm looking forward to it on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Leeds United against Crystal Palace, Man United against Aston Villa. You can hear it live or on the network uh, here, live from Optus Stadium. So looking forward to that. Go easy on the turf before footy on the weekend. And then I've got the game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the free uh, the West Coast Eagles. Who do they play next week? Saint, Saint Kilda. Kilda. Yeah, yeah, that's on the Sunday. Well, so go easy on the turf. They can't replace well, it overnight. But they don't use a whole oval, do but they? They use the middle of it. Oh, please. Let me tell you, it's interesting. I spoke to Jimmy. They being the soccer boys. Yeah, but, but I was speaking to Jimmy Smith, uh, previewing the state of Origin game, just digressing a fraction mm-hmm. regarding the turf hacks because a lot of players are slipping out there oh, yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. And but I think also partly on the. On the farmer freeway side where yeah. it doesn't get the, the yeah. good sunlight. But what was interesting, Jimmy Smith, who is the SEN Sydney broadcaster and covers the state of origin, they all came over here mm. and they realised when they were leaving the arena at about 10 o'clock how damp Perth in this precinct was underfoot. Yeah. He said this because we walked on the stadium and it was really soft. It was wet. Even before the game, it was okay, but it really got progressively wet as the sun went down. And here, of course, between the Camfield and Optus Stadium, we've got that uh, that the uh, turf there, and that gets really mm-hmm. moist. And is, Optus, is that a humidity and, uh, and a no, dew, you know or is it I, for you something? You know what I reckon it is? It's an old riverbed. Yeah, I reckon it's the water table because yeah. we're so close to the river. I just reckon the water table has something to do with Optus Stadium consistently being seemingly slippery underfoot. Mm, mm. Um, and I, I, I thought about it, and, and they realised that out-of-towners come in and say, gee whiz, hasn't this turf changed considerably since the sun went down? Of course, the tides come in and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I reckon it's the water table. Mm, mm. But the we, so close. It, it does have really expensive, high-tech uh, lights, Mm-hmm. Warming, warming lights for the, for those areas as well. Still not having a full effect. Okay, now Lisa's got them going here, Haggers. Now uh, regarding what she said regarding Nick Dagos, Chris Judge averaged fifteen possessions and less than a goal per game in his first year. Came second in the Rising Star Award that year, and Luke Hodge was a distant third. Mm. So there you go. That's from a caller, and uh, also so they're supporting Lisa's call. That, yes. However, let me yes. also say, yes. let me also I say, say, let me also Lisa. say, let me also say that fifteen possessions in two thousand and two, very different to fifteen possessions. Probably worth thirty now. I was going to say <laughs> twenty-five is probably the new fifteen. Same as with goals. I mean, the five goals that the two boys kicked against Carlton last week, Mackay and Kuno, that's that's the new age eight. You know, yeah. If you're really going to blow a game apart, boys, kick eight, nine, ten, or like Judd, kick five off a wing against Brisbane in the, in one of their premiership years. Yeah, I, I just reckon. Me how and if you just if you're just going to go numbers, sure. Try and win that argument. I'm going subjectively, and I'm sticking with any one of those. Yeah. John of High Wickham, good on you, John, uh, a supporter of Hags. Good to hear you, Haggers. Missed your views from that other channel. Of course, being at 6PR, we were both there for many, many years, but we're here. Is that it? At SENW, that's it. 
So what, what's his name again? Uh, John of High Wickham. Oh, thanks, John, for saying that. But let, get, keep me talking. Fire, <laughs> throw something, right. send something in. Before we move on, because there's other big stories, let's talk about Lance Buddy Franklin, what his future well, likely first, to be. Tom, Tom is, Harley's uh, made a comment. Yeah, we'll come, play that in a back, moment. Uh, the first one I want to look at with, with Buddy Franklin, he's in the headlines this week for his contract uh, discussions. And then that extends to, through to, well, are they trying to lowball Buddy Franklin? to make room to bring in Dustin Martin. So that's another discussion. Let's not forget that this big fella, the, the big superstar that he is, lurks into town with a big shadow over Fremantle on Saturday night. Now, who plays on him? Alex Pierce is an injury watch for yeah. mine. I've got a big question mark on Alex Pierce. If he hasn't been able to train all week and didn't play last week, I and we said it Monday, did he not play last week? Did he get close and then think, you know, you're not quite right to, you know, Backup captain, key defender. You've got Buddy Franklin next Saturday night. Let's pull him out. Who do you play on him? Well, I think Pierce if Pierce plays on him. Yeah. However, Griffin Logue played on him two years ago. Now, Buddy still kicked six. Mm. But Griffin Logue's game with with the offensive style and the, the, the aggressive nature with which he went about trying to retaliate off Buddy Franklin, two years on, he's a more... I think I think Griffin Logue is now a more confident player. He seems more settled that he's in the 22 every week. Mm. He might have a different role from week to week, and that's fine. That's part of his uh, attraction. It's part of his attraction on the market around the country as well, and it's going to be part of the attraction for Fremantle to eventually come with a deal to say to Griffin Logue, look, mate, he, here's a deal. It's the best we can do. It might not be as good as what you can get elsewhere, but it's close to, and it keeps you in your hometown. But for this particular week, if he does go on, he's, if Pierce is unavailable, I think Griffin Logue, and maybe Griffin Logue anyway, mm. plays on Lance Franklin. And the other one is then Luke, Luke Ryan, who has had a very good record and once has actually towed up Sam Reed for when he's close to goal. So there's a couple of matchups that I think will be really intriguing. Looking at this particular game on Saturday night, I know Carlton and Geelong is probably the game of the of the round. I'm not going to argue against that. But, gee, very close to it is this game. Because oh, of their positions on the AFL ladder. So much resting on it. Fremantle, Fremantle could actually lock up, Peter. I, I don't discount that Fremantle could just about confirm a home final if they can win Saturday night. Fremantle could jump to three games clear of seventh spot. Now, that guarantees a home final somewhere in September. If they did slip to fifth or sixth, that's a home final. If they were third or fourth and they and won their, their first final, it's a home preliminary final. But so to finish top six, if they can win this week, they go to three games clear of seventh. Mm. So you're just about locking away, I guarantee. So there's a heck of a lot resting on it. So I've looked at this game as I would any final with matchups and some of the exciting uh, appealing matchups about this whole game is, is really intriguing. Okay, let's have a listen to Tom Harley, who was asked a question on SEN, uh, asked if there was a risk Buddy won't be playing for the Swans next year. This was his explanation. Oh, look, I hope not, Jared. I, I saw the article last night, um, and I think most people involved in the, the footy landscape would understand our unwavering position, which is that we don't talk publicly about about player contracts, notwithstanding the interest in, in some more than others, um, uh, but uh, the conversations that we're having with Lance um, have remained very respectful um, with significant amounts of goodwill, um, great intent, um, and most importantly, from the club and Lance's point of view, private. Um, uh, so, uh, no, interest, interesting report yesterday. Okay, so there you go. That's Tom, and I've heard that Tom Harley has been considered 
for Gillam McLaughlin's job. That's how highly and, regarded and, he is. And probably should be. Yeah. Um, he, he'd be highly regarded and being someone who's respectfully in some of the purple circles because mm. of the, the nice bloke he is. But also the fact but, that he's Whereas got... Brendan, Brendan Gale should be roundly considered as well, but he's not as popular with the purple circle. No. Uh, the other thing is the West Coast Eagles have confirmed – that Adam Simpson's deal is to 225. The mm. club, on the back end of what we've been discussing, has confirmed Adam Simpson's deal is to 225, 2025, not 2024, as has been widely reported outside this uh, radio station yeah, for yeah. a long time. And, and yet, we, you and I can boastfully say we, we've said several times we think it's 225. Now it's confirmation, and uh, and Adam Simpson said that with Paul Hazelby and Damian Martin this afternoon, we've repeated it. I was shocked to finally go that strong. Why wasn't this weeks and weeks and weeks mm, ago? Mm. Even last year when they won two of their last nine. Tom Harley, lovely bloke, and as you say, Peter, so highly revered and regarded, could well be chief executive of the AFL. I, I don't think so. But, you know what his John, advantage is? You know, Harley, before you continue, you know what his advantage is? Niceness. He un, no, he understands the New South Wales market, which is so important for the AFL going forward. They've got, they've got Melbourne. So you need someone outside Victoria that has got such a huge understanding of the most important market outside Victoria. What is it? New South Wales. Tom Harley's got the intelligence there to make it grow. He so knows he, what works and what doesn't work. So he's valuable to the AFL to stay with Sydney. Not to no, run. no. I reckon he's invaluable to 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 look after the AFL as the no. CEO and make the right decisions for the AFL generally in relation to the New game, South the Wales. The game needs to grow internationally, and, that, and that's where Gillan McLaughlin needs to pull off a a broad, internationally a broadcast rights deal with someone from the US in particular. So Tom Harley, I don't think has those sorts of capabilities. Now Tom Harley and John Longmire, the Sydney coach. Another, another good bloke, mm. highly regarded, like Adam Simpson. Everyone loves horse. <laughs> it, they emphatically denied in 2019 that they were interested in Joe Danaher. Emphatically denied it. Joe Danaher went to John Longmire's house for a brunch. And John Longmire said, well, I'm allowed to catch up with a friend. Or, you know, it was a, you know, a, a 50-year-old having a 25-year-old friend. And then, lo and behold, later that year, over trade time, who did Sydney chase vehemently? They wanted Joe Danaher. So you just got to take all these denials. With a, you just got to accept, Peter, things can change and they do have to protect interests of everyone. The other one, too, is that you talk about Tom Harley, needed, mm. knowing the Sydney market and knowing that for the Australian Football League, the, the competition, not Aussie rules, but the growth of the game – it's in the west of Sydney, not so. They're already established in Sydney, and Buddy Franklin is a massive part of that. Lance Franklin will stay at Sydney. Lance Franklin will stay at Sydney, and the deal. One piece of confusion, and I don't agree with this. Others will think that they know the story, and as I've said a million times, Peter, everyone who covers footy thinks that their story is the story. Mm. I've heard that Lance Franklin's not on big money this year. His contract was heavily bell-shaped, and therefore f- front-ended. There's not a lot of money in the last ninth year of the $10 million. He's had all that up front over the last several years. He's not on heap of heavy money this year, so therefore the four or five or 600 that he might get for next year, plus ambassadorial stuff from the AFL, 
will be enough to keep him at Sydney, I believe. Then it'll grow where Dustin Martin mm. finishes up. And Greater Western Sydney is certainly a huge catchment area. I don't think the AFL will ever get it. Uh, I really don't. I think it's going to be almost mission impossible. It's 14 to 6 back with more. Will Scott Pendlebury, who plays game 350 this weekend, could he get to 400? We'll discuss that and so much more here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon for Toolmart.